So the word that Bishop has on his heart, Bishop Hash, my pastor, our pastor, uh, is planted, 2021 is planted in God to thrive. Planted. Uh, I think, um, Cana, you said planted, right? Planted. I believe God has a place you're supposed to be planted, not, not planted one day and go somewhere else another day and go somewhere else another day and then check this out again today. And there's a, just a place called home. And that's where you're planted. That's where you're going to thrive. And then what came on my heart this year was growing together, we're going to serve better. So this word sort of really uh, sort of intertwines planted. If you're not planted, you can't grow. And then if you, grow, if you don't grow, you can't serve better. So it's all sort of uh, a great thought this year. Psalm 92.13 says, those that be what? Planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The first of the year, it's already mid-February, what is it, 14th already? It is Valentine's Day, of course I knew that, yes. And, I, and uh, do you want to share what, what we do on special days or not? No, not really. Okay, you sure? It'd be good for some of them to know. Uh, you asked? Well, can I get forgiveness later? Anyway, on special days, I like to go to my wife and ask her what she, she would like. Because there came a point in time that, I mean, she likes flowers, but she'd rather get a massage. I'm just saying. I, I hear some rumbling going on in the house today. And, and or, uh, what do you do, a pedicure? What? Pedicure? Is that where they get a hold of your, your, your feet? When, um, when we had a special guest, this is so embarrassing, when we had a special guest minister, we had a little time in between services for, get him, oh, actually we had time to get into his, um, in, into his hotel because we were running early, and uh, so he said, hey, turn over there, let's get a pedicure. I said, a pedo what? I said, no, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. But he insisted, and, I, and he's just that kind of guy. So I don't know why I did it, but I agreed on it. And it was the most awkward thing for me. <laughs> and so, I mean, maybe, maybe you can enjoy that. That's good. But um, I didn't enjoy it one bit. Not, not even one bit. So anyway, but you need to find out what your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend likes. That's a story. All right. So how do we build a spiritual wall of protection around our life? We've been really honing in on this, and we've been giving ourselves action items, things that we can do, steps that we can take to build our walls or to repair the walls that might have been, uh, uh, you know, broken down. You don't want to have a broken down wall because that's when the enemy can come in and just, uh, you know, play roughshod on us. But the wall of protection will spare all of us from different types of trouble that otherwise would try to invade our life. And we can see all around us examples of people that once used to be strong spiritually and, and, and they just let, they just didn't say consistent, they didn't say planted, uh, and, and they, they just didn't stay consistent in their walk with God. And, and you can see the results of it in their life. You can see it in their personality and their disposition. And uh, it's just so, so sad. But you know what? We're going to continue to 
there are seasons and times that our walls try to be broken down. That's why we need to stay consistent in the word like I've been talking about and stay consistent in prayer to keep those Keep that prayer wall up, keep that, that uh, word wall up, and, and we'll be on the high ground defeating the enemy and his ta- attacks. Because no weapon, no weapon formed against a built-up wall shall prosper. No weapon formed against a repaired wall shall prosper. But those weapons formed against us when our walls are torn down, they'll hit us. And those weapons, you know, that's why consistency is such a key. You know, uh, consistency as a believer tells me you're a disciple, like we're talking about on Wednesday nights, that we consistently pray, consistently get in the Word of God, and that's what we're doing this morning. As a matter of fact, Dad Higgins said it like this, stay put in hard places, and you will eventually rest upon the mountaintop. You might see this person do this, or this person do this, or this person do that. No, you are planted here. You're planted here. And, and, and you just mind your own business, and if someone else does something different, that's up to them. Planted in the house will flourish. Let me read this again. Stay put in hard places, and you'll eventually rest upon the mountaintop. I want to say this also. Those of you who have been wronged, it's time for you to forgive that person. Because that is such a detriment to our faith walk. If you go to Mark eleven twenty four, 24, we praise God, we believe we have received. And then when you stand, forgive. And I'm not saying it's easy all the time. But today, I just feel impressed to say, you've got you've to turn that person loose, commend them to God, forgive them. Has God ever forgiven you when you were wrong and didn't deserve forgiveness? Raise your hand if that's you. Absolutely. So we need to extend that same forgiveness to others. I'll be talking about that, I believe, next week. So we've been talking about the building up our walls of protection, read and listen to the word. Joshua 1.7 says, God told Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. Now remember, whenever I read the word, this is what's going to happen to you if you receive it. Whatever you're ministering on, that's what you're going to get. Like when I'm sitting and listening to my, my, my pastor and, um, or, or different ministers or, or Wednesday night when our leadership team works together as a team to talk about discipleship, I'm there to hear words that I take. I'm there to feed on the word. And right now you can feed on this word. Only be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. And very courageous. Say, I believe I received that. I'm going to take some of that this morning myself. Because there's a strength that only comes from God that can get you to overcome anything you're facing. One of the prayers that we pray in uh, Ephesians chapter 3 says that we, we'd be strengthened with the power of God by the Holy Spirit on the inside of our heart. There's a strength that we're receiving this morning. That you may do according to... To all that is written by Moses, my servant, and he, all that he commanded you, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever you go. According to this verse, a great part of our daily victory depends on our faithfully sticking with the word of God. You say, I hear that all the time here at Harvest Church. You're going to keep hearing it because we need to, are you getting in the word daily? 
That's God's objective, that we stay with his word daily. We should not allow other voices or other ideas sidetrack us along the way. Because this is true, the instructions you follow and I follow will determine my future that I create by the decisions I make. Number two, let's get to that. Pray daily. I said it last week, it's worth um, repeating. But God is easier to talk to than anyone. He is. He's not a taskmaster. He's not a browbeater. He's not a judge in heaven with the gavel just waiting to hit you over the head. No, no, he's every bit of the fruit of the Spirit that pla- is placed on the inside of us when we're born again that we have to develop in. God is love. He didn't just have a measure of peace. He is peace. He is the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. And all the different attributes, when you sit down with him, even when you've messed up, he's like a loving father that wants to say, you know, I don't really like what you just did, but you can get forgiveness from me, and I receive you. I love you no matter what. You ever told your kid that? I love you no matter what. One of the things we said to our kids over the years is, no matter what, come to us. We love you unconditionally, no matter what, just bring that directly to us. We'll get through it. Keep an open dialogue with your kids. Talk to them. One of the things you might be shocked in that I, my wife and I did when, when uh, kids were growing up, periodically I would just have alone time with them and so would my wife. And said, you know, as a father, is there anything I could be doing better? Is there something that I'm doing that you're lacking or that I'm lacking? Because as they grow older, you know, they would either refer to dad, you're, you're just doing fine. I want to do better. I want to be a better man this time next year. I want to be a better pastor this time next year. I want to be a better leader this time next year. As we pray and get into the word of God, we can. So pray daily. Dad Higgins said, it. here we go. Prayer is successful only. Say only. Come on, this is a condition here. Only when it's based on the promises of God. You don't even know how to pray if you don't know the word. That's why the word, God's going to always exalt his word above his name, his word above, above any type of thing you could be taught because the word has to come in alignment and even teach us how to pray. You know, if you don't stand by the word, although God wants to stand by us, he can't. Because the only way God works is through his word. Remember, God only works and moves in line with his word. He, is, he has bound himself by his word. That's how important the word of God is. That's how important it is for you to be in a word church. I'm not just here to give my opinions. That's why I give so many scriptures. Line upon line, hearing it, precept upon precept. So we incorporate prayer as a part of our daily plan uh, to build up that spiritual wall in Psalm 5.3. David wrote his commitment to spend time with God every morning. He said, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. And then David was surrounded by so many enemies at that point, both inside and outside his home. And he was tempted to struggle in his emotions as a result. He knew he needed. He needed to get away with God every day. He needed to look up so he wouldn't be torn down for that day. He knew he had to pull aside so he wouldn't be pulled apart. You ever have a type of day you feel like you're being pulled apart? Pull aside. 
When no one knows it, just go get somewhere you need to get and get it together. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's, it's not wrong. How, how did I say it? It was so good one time, I forgot it now. <laughs> um, it's not wrong to be down. It's wrong if you stay down. It's wrong. We have to recognize that we're down and we need to do something about it. And there's times that, uh, would you like to say somebody that, uh, that you know that's down, say, you know what, you just need to pray, you need to, you need to pull aside. Something's not working here. Uh, watch how you do that, though. Just be doing it yourself, all right? <laughs> but if we practice looking up, we'll have peace. We'll feel confident that what we've, what we've done is right. We'll experience the power of God throughout the day. We actually learn to live a, in a continual state of fellowshipping with the Lord in prayer. There are some days that uh, my schedule hits such that I do my praying along the way. Uh, I do that anyways. But then there, you know, there's times in the day that, that I like to s- just get still and get quiet and pray out the type of prayer that I'm going to share with you in just the next few minutes. And it'd be just a very high level, but it can get you sort of a structure of the way that you can pray as well. First Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18 says, be careful no matter what, pray all the time. You know, you, again, don't be doing that around people where, you, where they hear you praying. Because, you know, if you talk to someone else and no one else is there, people might, you know, they, they, they might take action. <laughs> Um, and so pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong. God wants you who belong to Christ to live. Becoming intentional about praying every day confirms our commitment to him. And uh, Luke chapter 18, 1 and 2 has always been a scripture that is very sobering to me. Jesus told his disciples a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray so they don't turn coward, so they don't faint, so they don't lose heart, and so they don't give up. If you don't, if you don't pull aside, you're going to be pulled apart. If you, if you don't look up, you're going to be pulled down. That's a very personal thing. It's a very daily thing. So for the rest of the time, I'm going to share sort of a, a, a structure of what I do every day. And uh, but before I do that, I want to share another thought by Dad Hagen, Kenneth Hagen. He said, I feel sorry for people who don't know how to pray. When the crisis of life come, they know how to say words, but just spouting off words into the atmosphere, that's not praying. The person at the greatest disadvantage on earth is the person who doesn't pray or the person who doesn't know how to pray. You know, you hear a thread of prayer and faith just about in every sermon that's taught because it's, that's just the foundation by which everything else is built upon in this ministry, in our life. James 4.2 says, you do not have because you do not ask for it. Wow. You do not have because you don't ask for it. You don't go before God with the word, say, God, your word says this. And I come to you with your word and I believe I receive this promise right now by faith. And I take it as mine. I own it as mine. I own it. Say it with me. I take it. I own it. I have it. 
And I'm going to thank God for it. I'm going to praise God for it. Thank you, God. Praise you, God. You know, when I'm, when I'm sitting down and hearing something like that, I am instantly start working on whatever I'm believing God for right in that service. When I hear an inspiration, when I hear a believer receive it, when I hear, take it, I have taken it, I thank you, God, for it. God, I'm not trying to get it, but by faith, I have it. Thank you. That's called the prayer of faith. And we pray that prayer of faith according to the word of God. And, and you know what this verse implies? This verse implies that failure to ask robs us of what God would otherwise have given us. You ever felt left out of something? With God, you don't have to be. You can be let in according to his word, according to the prayer life. Now, here's a structure of prayer that I'll give over the next 10 minutes. Are you ready? Matthew 6, verse 8 through 13 says, Your father knows the things you have need of, what? Before you ask him. And in this matter, pray, Our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know what? We did that this morning. My approach to God is not just running right in and start praying instantly, but I just spend, you know, I spend a moment or two saying, God, I, oh, I love you, God. I'm just going to stop right here and say, God, you're awesome. You're wonderful. You're, you're my God. You're my healer. You're, you're my provider. You're my protector. How many thank God no plague shall come nigh our dwelling? In Jesus' name, he's our God. He's good. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't you want the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven in your life? So what should you be saying? God, every day, nevertheless, not my will be done, God, but your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. Father, your plans, God, your pursuits, your purposes done in my domain. I cover my domain. I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, and forgive us our debts. It's good to go into the presence of God. Just make sure you're clean as we forgive our debtors, right? We did that this morning, right? We forgave them. We don't feel like it necessarily right now. That's called by faith you forgive somebody. Feelings will come later as you walk in faith. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then lead us not into temptation. Certainly he doesn't do that. He leads us away from temptation. And, but deliver us from evil. And he does that every single day. You know, if, if we knew the many times God has spared us from something, we'd fall on our knees and just begin to cry and thank God. Sometimes I knew that was God getting me out of that situation. And I was like, oh, God, that, that was nothing but you. In Winston-Salem, it comes to my mind again. You remember in Winston-Salem by Baptist Hospital, it used to be just Tulane, and to, to get off, uh, to get on the ramp to 40, uh, it, it had no, there was no road getting you ready to get on the highway, and if you don't know that, and it was very dangerous, there was tons of wrecks there, and one time I was looking, and I had a clear path on this lane, and there was a uh, semi-truck coming down the other lane, little did I know, he pulled over real quick to get onto the right lane, right, right when I was pulling over, and I, I, don't, I don't know how, but God, Jesus, angels, I mean, my brother was with me, 
And he saw it all happen. He said, man, that was good driving. I said, that, that, what? <laughs> I didn't do anything, but, oh, God spares us. Thank God he's our protector. He's our deliverer. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. You know, Psalms 127 is a favorite scripture of mine. It says, unless the Lord who builds the house, if it's not him, we build but in vain. It's pointless. The builder's work is pointless. And then unless it is the Lord who protects the city, we guard but in vain. Every day say, God, I thank you for building my domain as, as I've already called out my family. And then I call out this ministry because this is my family here. I have natural family. I have spiritual family. Uh, if you come to harvest, you're in our family. Then I cover the region of leaders. My wife and I are to oversee. Then I cover our leaders. I cover my domain. I, I, I call them out. Isn't it good to know that you're called out before God every day? Say, tell somebody, pastor's praying for you. Now turn to them and say, you better start praying for them. Let's pray one for another. It does something so good for me when I hear that people um, are praying for me and my wife. But to, I, I want to mention this. That if you, if you rise to all that God has ordained for you to be, if you've accomplished the will of God for your life, if you are mightily used of God and do exploits on earth, and you are not a person of prayer, you will be the first person who lived that ever did this because you've done it without God. God, I need you more. More than yesterday, more than ever before. So we saw the different structure of the Lord's Prayer. We saw our Father, which is speaking of relationship with our, which art in heaven. You just begin to praise Him. And you begin to worship Him. And you come through those gates of praise and thanksgiving into His courts. All the way into the holiest of holies. You know what? Did you know you're the holiest of holies now? Because when the Word of God says that, that the temple, or, or when the... When Jesus said, it is finished, the curtain in the temple that separated the presence of God from the people, it was ripped from top to bottom, and then, God, you receive Jesus, you become the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God comes to reside on the inside of you. There's a real place called heaven. There's a real place that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, but then there's also a real place on the inside of you that the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. And helps you and walks with you and leads you and guides you and quickens your mortal body. So God's not far from us. He's in us. Say it with me. He's in me. He's with me. He's for me. And with God, all things are possible. Then number two, we talk about forgiveness. Um, this is important because... I'm going to get down to some nitty-gritty stuff right now. When I come before God, I should have already along the way gotten something right if I was not, if I stepped over the bounds, especially in my love walk. I, will you guys mind throwing up on the screen the 1 Corinthians 13, 
4 through 8 in the Amplified. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Now this, if you say, oh, I'm walking in love, I'm just fine. Let's let the word get on our case today. Ready? All right. You guys ready? Oh, good. Read it together. One, two, read. He who speaks, no, that's not it. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Did I say 14? Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. All right, here we go. Now, examine yourself when you come before God. Say, I'm, I'm straight, I'm good, I'm right. Ready? Look, let's read this together. Love endures long and is patient and kind while you do it. Oh, wonderful. Love never is envious nor bulls over jealousy. Love is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, it is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. The love of God's not rude. Come on, how's your household doing? It's not unmannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. Love, I'm reading. Don't worry about it. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking. Here we go. Touch that person on the shoulder next to you and say, the love of God's not touchy. Is anybody getting something? Because this is going in a different direction. Well, you're silent, so God's got you. All right. The love of God's not self-seeking. It's not touchful. It's not touchy. Touchful, fretful. Fretful. Okay. Touchy or fretful. It's not resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are what? Fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades out. It never gives up on. And the thing about it, God is love. And if we're not walking in accordance with the love of God, we're stepping away from God when we step over the line into or contrary to the love of God. So if I check my love walk out sometimes. But really, don't just check it out in prayer times. If your heart hurts you about something that just happened in the household, get it right then. Get it right. Ask God to forgive you. But ask the person to forgive you. So that's what that forgiveness means. And and again, I cover all, all of my family. I cover Harvest Church. I cover um, the region of our, our, the ministers we oversee, our leaders. We cover the nation and all the different things like that. The body of Christ, Jerusalem and Israel, the world. Uh, I know it's a lot to take in right now. But it's good to have this type of structure so that you can have a point of reference to pray. And one of the greatest ways you can learn how to pray is coming out to our prayer night first month, uh, first Wednesday of every month. We, my wife teaches on prayer, and then we pray. I learned so much how to pray through precept and example. That'll change your life. Then, uh, number three, in, in the structure of things in the Lord's Prayer, we worshiped Him, we got forgiveness, 
We ask God, number three, to be involved in every aspect of our domain. God, help us in every way. And your will continue to be done on earth as what? As is you in heaven on the earth? It doesn't happen on accident. In other words, if you don't pray, you will not have heaven on earth. Sometimes hell tries to bust loose in our life. And you know what? We stand against it. We command it to go. And we check our love walk out. Make sure we're right before the Father and people. Let me say this. If you've been hard to get along with lately, you're not having a good prayer time with your Father. And the Word is just, it's, you're, you're reading the Word, but the Word's not getting in you. How many felt that the, although you read the Word, the Word just read you? Number four, you ask the Father for your daily bread, naturally and spiritually. We're being fed this morning. We are, we've been fed the presence of God. We've been, uh, we're being fed the Word of God right now. And we ask God, God, minister to our spirit, soul, and body. Minister to our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. Minister to our body, by Jesus' stripes we're healed. Minister to our finances, we believe, because we're tithers and givers. Every need is met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I, I go over at that point, when I'm talking about finances, I go before God and say, God, I just want to remind you, Harvest Church tithes and gives. My wife and I tithe and give, so we walk under the open windows of heaven. We've sown our seed. Our seeds are being multiplied. You're our shepherd. We don't want. And then I actually go, and I say, thank you, God, for the budget of this ministry. I have a number in my mind, and, and that I've spent for this week for this ministry. And my wife and I have agreed upon a number that we're going to, uh, we believe God for income this year. You know, God can surprise you by giving you things. And when you, multi when you sow into people's lives, it's sown back to you. Expect increase on the job. Number five, we've been, thank God for that he has delivered us from evil. I think, you know, if you have time do, or it's on your heart, that would be a good thing to do is pray Psalm 91 over your family. I'm giving you just sort of a structure so that if you don't have a lot of time during a certain day, you, do, you, you cover the basics. You can always go deeper if you have more time, though. We're set free from the defeated enemy. Aren't you glad? In Jesus' name, we've been ransomed and redeemed and purchased by the blood of Jesus. We belong to God. We're delivered from evil. We walk in divine protection. There's all kinds of scriptures there where we've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated in the kingdom of light. So sometimes I'll pray this and I'll speak it. It's actually a word of faith going right now. I forbid and rebuke any foul spirit that would try to attach itself to me or anyone in my domain. Are, are, you, are, you, see, are you seeing this? Some of you are saying, man, I've got a broken down wall. I better rebuild that, or I have to build a whole wall in itself. I tell him to cease and desist all his operations, and I cancel, I override, and I arrest 
in my domain. Every family crisis, every health attack, every mental attack, every financial attack that God would bring breakthrough. I thank him for breakthrough. And simply number six, as I'll stand. Once we've prayed, we came into prayer worshiping and praising God. And at the end of, you know, our time of prayer, what do we do? We begin to say that again. Lord, yours is the kingdom. And yours is the power and the glory both now and forevermore. God, anything you've done with me in my life up until now, it's all you. I mean, it's all, I, I don't have the ability unless you help me. I apply myself, but Father, thank you. Thank you. I give you the praise. I give you the honor. I give you the glory for all that you've done, all that you're doing, all that you will do in the days to come. Father, thank you for it. Come on, won't you praise God with me just a little bit? Father, thank you. Help us to, help us to, help us to glean what we needed to glean today. Help us to apply it now. Not just being hearers of the word, but doers of that word. Oh, thank you, Father, that there is a wall of protection around about all those in my domain. There's angels encamped around about all of us because we fear you, God. Thank you. There's chariots and of flames of angels all around our domain in Jesus' name. Father, and I want to thank you for all the times I didn't realize you spared my life. God, thank you. Somebody needs to thank God for it. And then those times that I knew, God, if it weren't for you delivering me from that situation, oh, I, I would, I'd be in heaven. Certainly heaven's some place to look forward to. But Father, we want to get the will of God done, the full will of God done, the express full will of God that you had intended for us to walk out in this life. Thank you, God. Praise you, Father. In the secret of your heart right now, I want you to begin to thank him for the things that you believe you have received. Father, thank you for that healed marriage. Father, thank you for that healed mind. Father, thank you for that healed relationship. Father, thank you for that job that I believe I have received. Now show us, give us wisdom as to what we need to do. And Father, we'll trust you and, and, and know that you always do what you need to do. And Father, we want to thank you by faith. We believe it's coming to pass right now. Right now, you're working on it behind the scenes. That's why we're in faith about it right now, because we walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, God. I praise you, God. I honor you. Oh, Father, I want to thank you that from the north, the south, the east, and the west, you're bringing people to Harvest Church. We say give up. Keep not back. Bring our sons from far and our daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone called to be planted here at Harvest Church and the body of Christ. You're planting people other places. Cometh now in Jesus' name. We all agree by saying amen. Before we leave, let, let me pray just one more time if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here today and uh, you might say, man, so much of what you said made sense to me today, but I, I, don't know, I don't know Jesus as my Lord. I don't know him as my Savior. And would you lead me in a simple prayer of salvation today? I will. 
all of those looking online, if you'll just repeat this prayer after me. The simple gospel is this. God loved us so much. You know, we had sinned multiple times. He loved us so much to send his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Why could he die for our sin? Because the word says, he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us. Ah, what a blessing. What a blessing to receive Jesus, to be redeemed from our sins because he took them for us. So say this with me, God, I believe Jesus. He's the son of God. I believe he died on the cross for all of my sins. I believe on the third day you raised him from the dead. Jesus, I believe you're alive. I believe you're seated at the right hand of the Father. And right now I ask you to be my Savior. I receive you as my Savior now. And I confess you as my Lord. Jesus is Lord of my life now. Thank you for making me a whole new person. In Jesus' name.